2: It's Wednesday, it's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means, it's time for Shelly Live here on VOCNation.com. <laughs> so here I am live again, um, I don't have my intro queued, so that's A-OK, because you know what, it's all going to work out in the end. What does that mean? You're just going to have to wait to find out. Anyways, I hope everyone out there is having an awesome day out there, and uh, it's crazy. This crazy, cold, cruel world. (laughs) I hope that this is working and I don't, okay, I'm not on mute there. Let me make sure on my switchboard here that I'm not on mute. I'm not on mute there, so I should be live. Here's hoping. (laughs) Anyway, how the hell are you guys today? I literally just woke up like 15 minutes ago, and now here I am talking to you guys. That's the kind of day it is for me. What happened? Well, let me tell you. So when I woke up this morning, which if you follow me on Snapchat, Shelley subs, uh, I got up early as usual. It was really cool. I watched the sunrise. It was really awesome. Got some things done this morning, took care of some uh, things around the house and my, myself. Um, my style. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. And um, what, right when it came around the time for me to do my workout. Everything was cool. Like, I fed the dogs. Everything was awesome. And then when I got to doing my cardio part of my workout, oh, my goodness, these dogs, these freaking dogs. They just were, like, Minnie, she goes to the part of the yard where she's not supposed to go if I can't see her. Mertz, he's just, God bless him, old, so he has issues, like, he gets uncomfortable or maybe he needs some more medication for his pain, whatever. So long story short, an hour cardio session not only took two hours to accomplish, but I didn't even accomplish it. I only got 40 minutes in. And maybe this is weak of me, but this is just what it is, the reality of life. When, I was do, like, I was just pushing through. I was like, it's all good, it's all good. This must be how it is when people have kids and they try to get a workout in or whatever. This is just what happens. It's fine. Then I don't know why, because I was not using any electricity in the garage except for the uh, treadmill. My breaker went off, so then I had to restart everything. Uh, that was real annoying. So when I finished everything up, you know what, go ahead and call me irresponsible. I don't care. I was just over it. So when I came inside the house and I was getting ready to break my fast with my first meal of the day, I was like, screw it. It's just one of these days. I took a shot, I took a shot of vodka, cooked my meal, ate it, took another shot of vodka, and just uh, marinated. And then that's was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a little nap before Getting into Shelly Live, because not only do I have Shelly Live today, and it's live, live live, Shelly Live live, but I do have my uh, smoke out with Shelly and Stoner Jesus tonight, just in a couple hours, actually, it's like an hour after I'm done hanging out with you guys, I go off and do that, so I wanted to make sure that I caught myself a little bit of a nap, just to refresh, regroup, and start my day over. You ever feel like that? Like sometimes you just got to go to sleep and start your day over. Cause I really truly feel that you can restart your day if you take a little nap ski. <laughs> and what's funny is I've had a love hate relationship with naps in my day. You know, there's times where I embrace it like times like now. <laughs> and then there's times where most of the time in my life, when I try to take a nap, even when it was so needed, it's just so hard for me to fall asleep. And then finally, sometimes when I do, I already have to wake up. So I felt like for a long time, naps were just a waste of time. But then there's so many times where, gosh, it really helps. especially during my indie days. You know, there'd be times where maybe my flight comes in at a certain time to where towards like an hour or two before I have to be ready to leave to go to the show or to the convention. And so sometimes I had to sneak in a little nap, you know, and it really helped. So today I definitely am glad that I did take that nap. I wish I could have slept longer, but I bet you it was one of those things. Here's the danger of the naps. If you sleep for too long, at least in my case, sometimes I can wake up way worse than when I went to sleep. Like I won't feel rested. I won't feel like, I got any sleep at all, even if I slept for like four or five hours. Don't you hate that? It's almost like a sleep hangover. Ugh, I can't. Well, anyways, since today is, shall we, live live, and please, if someone's listening live live right now, tweet me and let me know you can hear me and everything's going a okay. I have a little backup. I am recording as I'm broadcasting live to you guys over here on my end, so that when the replay goes up, I can have a better audio version go up instead of the, it sounds like I'm on the phone kind of thing, but let me know, let me know, but anyway, since today's episode is very Lucha style, meaning anything goes, I thought, you know what, why not make this episode of Shelly Live a story time episode? And it was interesting because then I was like, hmm, I really feel like I've just been getting on the story time kick. I've done it before on, like, my YouTube channel. I've done it many times for my Secret Society. But I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like, uh, how can I even say it? Sometimes I feel like I can't have story times. But something I learned this and if you want to know what I truly learned this weekend, you should go head over to ShellyTV.com. Last night, I put a Manic Monday video up, and it talks about what I learned this past weekend. So you can go hear all the details there, and it's free to sign up. So after learning everything I did this weekend, I realized, F that. I can tell all the stories I want. They're my and stories. They're things that happened to me. That's why I'm trying to talk about them. So I'm not going to let the guilt of people's feelings getting hurt for me. Because I don't ever say names. Or rarely. Let's just say that. I rarely say names. And when I share my stories, it's not to be malicious or ugly or anything. It's just to share my damn stories. And I have this whole, like, guilt that comes with it. And I'm just, like, over it. Ugh. Makes me want to puke. So with that being said, today's episode is going to be all about story time. And I had a couple stories that I thought, you know what? I don't know Why? But these stories have been kind of on my heart a lot lately, you know? It's something that I guess you would say has been haunting me, a couple of these stories. And so we're going to get right into those. One, it's going to be interesting to re live with you guys, because when I thought about these stories, it wasn't like I started to say, okay, so I'm going to say this, this, and this, and I was like, you know what, I keep thinking about this time that this, this, and this happened, so I'm just going to talk about it, so a couple of the, you know what, all of them, actually, all of these topics I'm going to share with you are, it's going to take me right there in those times, so it's going to be interesting to Shelly McFly with all of you down memory lane. About these damn stories. <laughs> and why are they on my heart so much? I know at least why one of them is. Because one of the stories I'm going to share with you guys is a story that uh, the reason why I think it keeps haunting me is because one of the people in the story ended up becoming pretty famous. And so I keep seeing them on commercials and on, if you know, we're, The uh, things that they're doing. So maybe that's why that that story is on my heart so much. But maybe it'll help me to get it on out. So I, I always talk about how there's like echoes that can happen in your brain. What does that mean? I mean like this situation. There's a person that I keep seeing on TV because they're famous now and They're promoting all these different things, blah, 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 blah. So for me, it's like, see, see, I'm already doing it. I'm already holding back. I I promised myself I wasn't going to do this. Uh, Okay, this is what we're going to do. How about we do this? Okay, a little commercial break. I know it's early on. Let me just take a deep breath. Because here's the thing, I don't want anyone mad at me, and I'm not going to say any names. If people figure it out, it's their own fault. But going back to the echoes, it's like when something bothers me, I just keep thinking about it over and over, not because I'm obsessing over it, but, like, I can be doing, like, nothing. I'm just, like, cleaning the house or driving somewhere or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, this thought will pop in my head about something that may have happened or something that was said to me. And I call it like a brain echo because it's like it keeps echoing. It keeps coming back. Echo, echo, echo. It doesn't go away. It just keeps repeating. And a lot of times the way I can at least understand why certain things are echoing in my brain is because I need to talk about them. So I'm hoping that these one, two, three, four story times I'm going to talk to you guys about that these echo stories in my heart and soul, <laughs> maybe I'll understand them more after I share them with you. Here's hoping anyway. All right. I'll be right back.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez.
0: And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: Hey, this is a Total Package
0: Lex Luger and your listeners of the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out in the room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm. And you and know, Ray there too, right, Way? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. New episodes air on VOC Nation, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calchico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey Podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old-school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career. Of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steig of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs. Yeah, sure you got get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation um man just weird things keep happening during the commercial break like three different weird things happen so sorry about that a little a little uh like I said it goes very um consistent with <laughs> today's lucha podcast right okay so anyways let's talk okay so um as some of you may or may not know, my sister Danielle and I, we love going on cruises. We've gone on a good handful of cruises with my mom. It's something that we look forward to going to on the summer, for a couple summers in a row. And there was one summer, a few summers back, that I was just really going through it, you know. It was one of those things where when I was really accepting and embracing the fact that I was going to be retiring from wrestling. I don't know if some of you understand what that really meant for me, because I think some people think, oh, so-and-so retired, like, like it was an easy decision or it's just kind of like, oh yeah, no big deal, but it's a while to kind of feel that way. You know what I mean? And When I decided that I wanted to retire, it was like for so many different reasons. The main reason was collectively just being totally let down by people within wrestling and just seeing how fake, manipulative, cutthroat, and just so two-faced so many people were and how it was always told to me well it's just wrestling so it was kind of one of those things where it's like okay well if this is just wrestling and that's how it is and dude I don't want this This it's just not good for my mental health I'm not saying everybody has that experience I'm just saying that's my experience that I had that me Shelley Martinez in particular so going into this cruise it was the summer right before my last match. My last match was in November of 2017. So this was the summer of 2017. And for my YouTube channel, if you want to go check it out, YouTube.com forward Shelly Martinez channel. And uh, and the video is uh, labeled this bitch. And it talks about our it. I just called myself it. That's awesome. (laughs) I talked about how I have been kind of haunted by this trauma that I got early on in my career when um, I was just, you know, one of my first real matches outside of my wrestling school. And it just went the, one of the girls in the match uh, Just were shooting on me For those of you that don't know what shooting on me means It means they were trying to hurt me for real And it was It was something that I didn't realize until way later in my career That it really effed me up More than I ever thought Because I kind of shook it off when it happened And I was like, oh, it's okay, Minnie It's like, okay, this girl's a bitch Obviously, like, whatever And um, It was all because I to the show late and she was I guess teaching me a lesson or whatever so fast forward through my whole wrestling career there was different times I had these different situations with this girl again all the details are on my YouTube channel again it's called this bitch and at one point in my career she ended up apologizing and i thought it was really cool that she apologized especially when she told me and she brought up that first match i had with her where she was at that time and what she had learned in life i thought it was really freaking awesome it's like wow she like i like, totally grew as a person and that's cool i definitely had my guard up but as time had gone on like i ended up becoming friends with her you know there was times where when i was in her town I hung out with her you know it was nothing to do with work and I invited her into my personal life that at that time was pretty private you know I was in TNA at the time and I used to date for a little while this musician famous musician and because he's like really really super famous I bring like my friends around him or anything you know like my homies yeah but not like people I was just like I don't want to say friends like people I was just acquaintances with I didn't bring them around you know that vibe because you know it was pretty private you know I was private about it and so that's how much I began to trust this girl to where I invited her into that to where it was just me this guy and his assistant and we were hanging out because they were filming some stuff in her town and so I just was like, wow, like, this is awesome. Like, it was just such a cool to me um, just moment, I guess, with this girl, especially because I had had this past with her or whatever. And we ended up doing some really cool stuff, like other projects together and things like that. But then throughout the years, like, things started to go back to, like, she started, like, kind of punking me again, you know, when I would see her after, you know, I was at TNA and I went back to the independence, I would see her, I worked with her a few times, and this was, like, every time I'd see her, she'd, like, punk me out more and more and more and more, and it's like, dude, and going on this cruise with my mom and Danielle, I had just seen her, I worked on something that she was a part of, and it was just, like, the same old, same old. And I remember telling my mom, I was like, you know, I just really need my mom right now. Now, me and my mom, we don't have a good relationship. It's not even like that. So it was pretty bold (laughs) of me to say, like, I just need my mom on this trip because I was so broken because at that point, I had realized that how this girl had been to me Especially that first match. It traumatized the F out of me. And I would wonder why sometimes when I would perform. Why I would have certain anxieties. Especially if I knew that she was like there. Where I was performing. And or with her. And it was just like dude. It was such a mind F. I can't even tell you guys. Like again go watch the video. There's more details there. And On that trip, my mom just wasn't, couldn't give me what I needed. God bless her. And I ended up, for the first time in my entire life, telling my mom off. (laughs) And I know that probably sounds really dumb, but to me it was huge because growing up, my dad had left my mom when she was pregnant with Danielle. So we were on our own for a long time. We didn't even know where he was for a really long time. So I really watched this, like, part of my mom, right, where it's, like, she was a single parent. She had this baby and this nine-year-old kid. You know, she was trying to make ends meet, trying to make things happen. But she would get frustrated. She didn't know what to do. So I received a lot of that. I guess her, I was her frustration release. <laughs> so it was one of those things where growing up, I took a lot of mental abuse, you know, and it sucked. And a lot of those things traumatized me and stayed with me into this very day, just like with this girl, right, in wrestling. And it was so interesting to me because. I, my instinct was I just needed my mom to be there for me because I was so hurt by this girl. And then when I looked back at it years later, I was like, dude, my mom has a lot of the same characteristics that this girl does. So now it makes sense that there's this like connection and why this particular girl's actions towards me has hurt me in such a freaking deep ass way. Right. So it's like making sense. And then, um, again, going back to growing up, you know, I really took a lot, and I remember family members used to whisper behind my mom's back, oh, poor Shelly, like we be so sorry for Shelly, and my family is filled with some of my biggest haters, so when you have some of your biggest haters feeling sorry for you, like, you know, it's a lot, and, 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 I know it sounds maybe weird, but I'm really grateful that I did go through all that, even though I have personality flaws that I still have to constantly work with and struggle with because of all that. It really did make me who I am and who I am in my soul today, you know, so it's fine. That's why I can talk about it and be fine with it. But when we were on that cruise, you know, my mom, I had just had enough and I actually ended up telling her off because she ended up kind of punking my sister. And when that happened, that smells like forget it. You're going to mess with my sister. That's it. And so I ended up telling my mom, like, everything i always wanted to tell her my entire life, you know. And it took for me to be an old-ass bitch to finally do that. And after that cruise was over, like, I told her off. I called her a bitch. I can't believe it. I called my mom a bitch. <laughs> and then, like, an hour later, like, I guess we made up and we enjoyed the rest of the cruise. But after that, there would be times where I would just cry. I would just cry in the shower because I would think about how that must have made her feel. And I would pick apart the whole scene. And I would just be so sad. And it bothered me to the fact or to the point rather that I had brought it up to my mom a couple times. And she's like, I don't know why you don't let that go because I don't think about it. And it's because I felt so bad that I couldn't control my emotions enough to where like I went off like that, you know. And I've been kind of like way better with it, going back to those echoes, that girl from wrestling, let's just call her Mindy. Let's call her Mindy. So, Mindy, I don't follow her. I don't keep up with her. I don't know what she's doing. Like, sometime, like, earlier in the year, I saw some people retweet her, and I guess she has an OnlyFans now. And, like, that's as much as I know about Mindy. I have no idea what she's up to because I just can't. So it's interesting that lately i just been thinking about Mindy a lot and that whole situation, but what the difference is is since I've kind of just, like, because there was even a time where I drunk text Mindy, and I wanted to tell her, look, did you know that you, like, traumatized me back in the day? Like, well, even though I know you apologized for it, but, like, I didn't realize when you apologized to me for it the true impact it had on me as a person. And then I think I texted her. No, I called her. I called her. She didn't answer. She texted me saying that she couldn't talk. She called me the next day. And then the next day I was just like, you know what? I don't even think Mindy will care or she'll take this. Well, I just think it's not a good time. Like maybe in the future if it were to like come up, whatever, but this, this isn't it. So I just ignored it, whatever. And then I texted her. I said, never mind. I figured it out. <laughs> and so <clears> – <throat> It's kind of weird to me that lately I've really been thinking about Mindy a lot, and I think the reason why is because something that I've been reading up on in the last few months is, I think I talked about it on here before, I'm not sure, having a uh, emotionally unavailable parent and what that can really do to you and the things that, or how it affects, it could affect you, how you could have certain things that you struggle with in life because of it, And it's so crazy because it made so much sense to me why Mindy in particular bothered me so effing much. Like, again, like just haunting me. So freaking crazy. And I doubt Mindy will ever hear this story. Even though I'm not saying her name, she will know who I'm talking about because, hello, she knows I'm the one that Text, drunk called her and like she knows that she. There was one time she apologized to me. She knows that she had me and my rock star guy at the time. So like, if there's any chance that Mindy will hear this, I just wanted to take this chance to have this platform here on BOC Nation to say this to Mindy. Okay, Mindy. First of all, at the end of the day. I will always love you, bitch. I don't understand why, throughout the years, you've been so weird to me. I thought we had a friendship for a while, and then out of nowhere, it seemed on my end, and you just started going back to, in my opinion, your old ways and everything that you apologized and how you treated me before. All of that came back. Now, you don't owe me anything. You don't owe me anything. I chose to be vulnerable and allow you into my life, to tell you personal things, to vent to you about things that were going on in my life, to share my personal life with you when I was very private about it. I chose to do that. So that's on me. I can't fault you for that. And at the time, you were really effing there for me. So I don't regret it, actually. Because I needed somebody to be there for me the way you were when I was in your town and I was throwing up that Jager and you were rubbing my back telling me it's okay and we just had a ball. And then, you know, when we would work on things together and we'd have our little talks, I will never take, like, that's why I love you, bitch. But you're mean. Maybe you're not mean now. But you ended up being mean to me again, and it sucks. And I know there's been times I've had some of that Bible juice, and I've had conversations with you, and maybe you thought I was just being a drunk bitch, but it's because it hurts. And what really hurts is when other gals know nothing of my story, my connection with you, and then they come to me and vent to me about how you've been awful to them. How you big dog people. How you've made other women feel like shit about themselves. Yet you want to be all about women empowerment and this, this, and this. It sucks to hear. Because when I had those conversations with you, when I had those moments with you, I saw this beautiful soul. And it was just, awesome to freaking see. And I hope that whatever you're doing in your life right now, you can find happiness and peace within yourself. Because if you still are this way, or there's still parts of you that are this way, because you need to accept and forgive yourself. And that's what I have to say to you, Mindy. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's my Mindy story. I don't know what you guys think. Let me know. Tweet me at Shelley from Cali. Put a hashtag ShellyLive. Tell me what your thoughts are about my Mindy story. I would freaking love to hear it. Well, I'm going to take a little break. And when we come back, I have a. Uh, couple of three juicy stories for you so you gotta stay tuned here to shelly live on voc nation
1: this is Blanche storm and if i can be serious for a minute you're listening to voc nation worldwide voc nation is one of the longest running wrestling podcast networks having started way back in 2010 voc nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls emails and twitter VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, former Impact performer, Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor, Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Work, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrator's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adon, Hito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger, Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Richard Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation.
2: This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be
0: Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, vocnation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. vocnation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday night's Nine Eastern on the VOC Nation Radio Network, the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly live here on VOC Nation. So this is Story Time Hour, people. A little stories, stories that have just been on my mind lately. <sighs> the mind's just like a tricky thing, isn't it? What the F. Uh, well, let me tell you about another little story. I've talked about it somewhere before. I can't even remember, but I don't really, I haven't talked about it a lot, so let's talk about it now. So back when I was in OVW, there was this fellow that uh, came on by. He wasn't under contract or anything when I was there, and he was trying to get one. And I ended up connecting with him, ended up hooking up with him, and I thought I found myself a new little boyfriend. <laughs> I thought, oh my, like, yay, I have a little boyfriend, I am signed with WWE now, this is great. Well, it was one of those things where he was like, oh, I'm going to move to Louisville, da-da-da, it, it seemed all planned out. Well, I'll never forget, I was in, um, we used to do these shows at OVW at this place called Derby Park where they had, it's like a swap meet, and at the swap meet, we pretty much have we pretty much have the ring in the middle of it, and people would come and watch the show on the weekends. So we're at uh, Derby Park, and by the time we would have our show, the little swap meet area would be done. So it's like, we would set up, like when the swap meet was still going on. But then like when it was finally showtime, showtime, that's when they were all shut down. So I'll never forget. I was walking through the aisles of the swap meet and it was like, you know, all the little shops are closed. And I get this phone call and um, oh, I'm sorry. let was back to truck up. So I'm actually at my friend's house. Sorry. I was at my friend's house. I was all excited talking about how Oh, um, you know, this guy, and we're going to move forward. And that's when I got the first phone call. And it was from his girlfriend, longtime serious girlfriend. And she was like, you know, this is his girlfriend. I live with him. And I had no idea. I felt so stupid. Here I was, all, hot, all happy, all excited, telling my homie, like, oh my God, this guy, da da da. And then I get that phone call. I was just like, dude. And I told her, I was like, look, I will never call him again. Like, you know, she was very upset. You know, she didn't know. She didn't know if I knew or not, you know. So I couldn't blame her. I was fine with being yelled at. And so I planned on never talking to the guy again. So when I was at Derby Park, that's when he called me. And I was like, oh, gosh. So I answered And he was trying to do his whole, oh, you're the one I want to be with, blah, 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 blah. I wasn't buying it. I was like, this guy is crap. Like, I can't believe I fell for it. I totally fell for it. I'm stupid. I'm lame. Move on, Shelly. So fast forward, um, I finally get on TV. At this time, that's when I was living in a house full of wrestlers. And one of our unofficial roommates, he was over. He would come over. And kind of crash on her couch for like, you know, a weekend or, you know, three or four days. And then he was in a couple hours in driving distance where he was living at at the time. So he would just kind of come by, and it was just me and him at the house. And that's when that guy called. Let's see, what can we call that guy? Um, Steve. Let's call him Steve. <laughs> Steve calls me I'm like what the hell is this guy Now what's funny is my friend That was the unofficial roommate He knew This guy because they were From the same area so they went to like the same Wrestling school so he knew more About him now I Wasn't friends with this guy When The whole thing went down so now here we Are we're homies I've told Him about it and he's like oh god he sucks Let me tell you about him So we kind of would joke about him, like and how much he sucked. (laughs) So Steve called and he was so jealous that my friend was there. He must've thought me and my friend were hooking up and that's just, it never happened. That never did. We were friends for a very long time. Nothing like that happened, but he assumed, I'm sure. So we played into it. We just were like, (laughs) egging it on. It was like, whatever. So then I was on the road as Ariel, and this guy, he he was trying to get a job. So he was there getting looked at. For those of you that don't know, the way it went in my day, I don't know if it's changed, is if you're a wrestler trying to get hired, you find a way to get in the ends of getting looked at, whether it's you know somebody or you submit some stuff to the right people, and then they give you a look. So that's what he did and he was there and at the time I was seeing one of the wrestlers that was you know, that on the show. And so he was trying to spark up a conversation with me and I was very short with him. Rightfully so. And what am I gonna do? Oh, you suck. <laughs> you know, what you did, like ew we're gonna talk about it, it's over with, it's done, whatever. It shows me his character. So he's being all like schmoozy with me backstage. And then after the show is over, I go to my hotel. He calls me in on me about how I was like being a bitch to him. And he's just probably mad because I like want to hook up with him or something like that. I was like, ew, are you kidding me? No. So what's interesting about Steve is I'm not how, sure how many years after that, but he ended up becoming super famous in WWE. I don't think he's there anymore. I think he might be affiliated. I'm not sure. One of those people. I, I don't know. I don't keep up. And he, um, you know, the last time I saw him, here even we're famous in WWE, I was at a convention. It was one of my last ones. It wasn't the Russell WrestleCade ones. It was one of my last, like, Couple that I did. I don't even remember where it was at. I just remember I was doing, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with when I would go to conventions, but sometimes I would do lingerie or bikini ops where not only can you do a meet and greet with me and, um, you know, get your whatever sign or just say hi or whatever at the booth, we're using to do this VIP thing where you get, you know, a couple minutes by yourself with me to chat, we take a picture, and I would be in a bikini or a lingerie. So, I was putting on my lingerie, and I remember the people who brought me in, um, one of the, it was like two dudes, and one of the guys that brought me in, his wife was helping out a lot. She's super nice. I'm friends with her on Facebook to this day. Super nice. And she kind of had like a homegirl vibe, so, like, we would just chat, and she would ask me questions about different people in wrestling, and I would be honest, with you know, whatever. It was fun, you know. She was really nice. And um, saw this whole thing go down between me and Steve. So Steve is creeping. He keeps, like, staring from afar, getting closer, getting closer. And I'm just like, oh, God, here comes Steve. That's the last thing I need. Like, I don't care to be around him. And, like, well, this is, like, the first time I've been around him after he's been, like, super famous. So he probably thinks that, like, I'm going to kiss his ass. I really don't care. Like, he sucks, in my opinion. Ew. So... He makes his way and he starts talking to me and I'm just like, whatever. And afterwards, the gal came up to me. She was like, "So, what was that about? And then I told her the deal. She's like, oh, no. She's like, I had a crush on him. Sorry. Sorry to break it to you. So I don't know why sometimes I think about that situation Because it's not even about Steve, really. It's more about there's, like, people like that. And I've encountered so many people like that. And a lot of it has to do with, hello, what I do for a living, right? So I went off and became a wrestler, made it to WWE, TNA. So around me were other people trying to do the same thing. And it's been so interesting because some people who I started with, or some people who, like people I started with, whether it was back in the day in SoCal before I went to WWE or when I was in OVW, it's like I watched quite a few of those people become pretty famous. Then, when I was in TNA, there were people who were trying to get signed with TNA, but their ultimate goal was to be with WWE. So I've seen people make that transition. And then I've seen people on the Indies also make that transition. And it's so interesting to me how people treat me after they hit that fame. One of them in particular was one of my old roommates, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I couldn't believe that it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'd often ask myself, has this person always been this way? And I just didn't know it until it took fame for them to finally get what they want to see who they were for real. Or did this develop? Then one of the things, my gripes throughout the years, you see me bitch on Twitter or whatever, a lot of it has to do with I've been around long enough to see people rise to fame. You know, there's some YouTubers as well that I knew. I wasn't all like BFF with them, but I knew them before they were famous. And then they grew up there as well. But like other people that I've been around, you know, they were already self-made. They already were on that path or they already made a name for themselves. So it's so crazy to me, like Steve, and people like Steve, it's like, ew. So all along when you were just trying to present you're this certain way, like you have all this passion and this is what you want, and I'm not saying that they don't, to just think that entitlement, that's what it is, the entitlement some people think just because they got a spot on TV they're in the movies, their song is on the radio, whatever. It's like, why? Why? It's like Send Dog from Cypress Hill says, it's a fun job, but it's still a job. I don't get it. And what's crazy is um, another story I was going to share with you guys today. Um, it's really weird, okay? So, when I was in OVW, when I first had gotten there, <clears throat> I had a boyfriend and before Steve, <laughs> and we were together. We we're pretty serious. Everyone knew us as a couple, but he sucked. He sucked as a boyfriend. You know, he just really did. Let's <sighs> leave it at that. He was not a good boyfriend. And there was a couple times I'd break up with him and I had a group of friends that I'd hang out with a lot, a small group and they would make fun of me because they'd go back and forth and so two people in particular, I made a bet with them. I was like, I bet you $400 that I will not get back together with this guy. So I was hanging out with my buddies all the time whenever I got a chance to, I was hanging out with this group of people and that's when I noticed that one of our friends she to show kind of interest in me. And at first I thought it was in my head. And then my other friends would make a joke started making jokes when he wasn't around about it. I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, you don't know. He totally has a thing for you. I was like, what? And so what they would do is they wouldn't tell him that I, like, that he was on speaker and they would call him and be like, Hey, come over. And he was like, is Shelly there? (laughs) That's when I knew, oh, my gosh. And I didn't know what to think of it because I thought we were just friends. That's kind of weird. So at OVW, the way it goes, if you don't know, um, if you're not signed, or excuse me, if you're uh, not on the road yet, like with WWE, you do house shows on the weekend. You train during the week. And in the midweek is when we filmed the OBW TV. So, a lot of the shows that we'd have, house shows on the weekends, some of them would be pretty far, like a couple hours' drive sometimes. And so, I remember being uh, at a really far away show. Me and the, what, what should I name this guy? Mr. Superstar. Mr. Superstar. I don't even know how it happened. It ended up just me and him and his car. And at the time, I didn't have a car. When I arrived to Kentucky, I had one. But when this happened, um, I didn't have a car anymore. And so he was like, oh, you know, I'll let you drive my car. You could just have my car. Da, da, da. And I was just like, dude, what is going on here? And I just remember feeling so kind of like... Ew, did he, like, calculate getting me by myself in his car on this long-ass ride? And when I started to feel super uncomfortable, like, it was a trap (laughs) kind of thing, that's when he started in on me. He was like, you know what I noticed about you, Shaolin? It's like, you just want everyone to think how cool you are. Like, you just love everyone thinking how cool you are. And I'm thinking, what the F are you talking about? How cool I am. Meanwhile I'm like you know feeling kinda insecure where I'm at. Like I was the only person with the kind of look that I did at OVW and in WWE at the time. You know, there was I don't know, I just <laughs> there's one thing I didn't look at myself as when I was in OVW and that's cool. Which <laughs> You know, what I mean? I wasn't like, oh, I'm so cool. I want everyone to think I'm so cool. That just, no. I had a lot of growing pains during my OVDW time, so I'm very shocked that like, I felt being so forward with all this stuff, and then right when I felt like kind of trapped, he starts like talking shit to me what the F is that? (laughs) So what ended up happening is I ended up hooking up with that ex-boyfriend again. And what's so crazy is Mr. Superstar wouldn't talk to me. When we would be at work at OVW, he wouldn't acknowledge me. Almost like he and I had dated and then I was like, Oh, I hooked up with my ex-boyfriend and he was mad at me, but it's like, that didn't even happen. Like, no, 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 no. So that was the last time I got back with that boyfriend. And then I was like, for sure done. Like for the rest of my life, I was done. And in that group of friends, there was another friend that I was really tight with, and I just totally fell head over heels in love with, and uh, he's the one I talk about sometimes, saying that like, oh, you know, he wouldn't acknowledge me as being with him, but all of our friends knew. So, when Mr. Superstar saw that was going on, he did not like it. It had to make those little comments. He wasn't really hanging out. It was like this whole thing, and then when I saw that um, guy fell head over heels over many years later. He was like, you know, he still brings you up. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, fast forward to current times, kind <clears> of <throat> a couple years back. Um, star because he was going to be working with one of my exes and. I talked to him, and he was just like, whatever. And then Mr. Superstar started to just really show his true colors. The more his stardom rose higher and higher and higher. And it's so crazy to me because I think about this situation throughout the years often, and I ask myself why. Why? And one of the big conclusions I can come to is that people like Mr. Superstar exist, that there's people out there, they have their agendas. When their agendas aren't met, they throw their little fits and that's all it was. It's an agenda. And it's not so much that this person has, like effed with me so much that like I can't get over it. it's what he represents and it's so crazy because in the last year or so I've really been seeing him a ton on like different commercials or promoting things that he's on or whatever and I always just think back to how creepy he was with like his behavior with all that, especially for somebody I was never involved with. I never talked about being involved with him. It just wasn't like that. So to me, it's like, where are you getting this? And where are you getting off that you got to be so rude to me about it? And like, I thought we were friends. Obviously we weren't, like, it's weird. So it's so crazy how, again, just like Mindy, someone's behaviors can affect you so much, and I think that's why, I know that's why, throughout the years, I've been so vocal on, like, Twitter and things like that, and I know sometimes people are like, ooh, that's not a good look, and it's like, oh, well, because it's like i got to express myself some way. And whenever I do my bitching, moaning, complaining about different people and situations like that, even though a lot of people are like, oh, that's not a good look or da-da-da-da-da, I can't even tell you how many people in private, especially that know the people I'm talking about, will write me and tell me how it helped them some way, shape, or form, you know? And I'm not saying just because Mr. Superstar and Mindy are from entertainment and the wrestling world that that's just how it is it's like that's how it is everywhere you can <laughs> work so many you can work for freaking Amazon and still relate to the same kind of thing or you can work at freaking carl's Jr like different you know what I mean? like, you can work at many oh my goodness mini. You can work any, it's just a human behavior thing, you know, and I just, I guess these stories have just been really weighing on me lately, these echoes, because I'm now understanding why I am the way I am with the things I struggle with, my shortcomings, and I'm going to tell you guys something. Sometimes it's not fun to go back and relive moments, especially if they were hurtful. But when you can finally understand why you are the way you are, especially when it's the things that you struggle with, you can really truly find a freedom and peace that you've never, never known before. And the only way it's going to come to you is through you. And that's why I wanted to share these stories with you guys today to just give you a little insider view of what kind of goes on over here in my brain (laughs) and how I come to these different conclusions or how I can find positive thoughts feelings and emotions or look at things it's like i gotta go and filter through all these things you know and that's the other thing too is people think oh you know you're just going to be positive You it's like dude you gotta feel you gotta filter and you gotta understand and once you go through all that that's when you can find the positive outcome that's because that positive outcome is now you maybe understand yourself better or maybe you understand other people better and you're not hurt anymore you don't take it personal you know what i mean Like with Mindy, I don't take it personal anymore. For years, almost my whole wrestling career, 17 years. like 17 years in my wrestling career, I was hurt by Mindy. I took it personal. But now, I don't. This is how Mindy is. This is how Mr. Superstar is. This is how Steve is. And there's lots of Steve, Mr. Superstars, and Mindys out there. But what you gotta like realize and accept, even though it sucks sometimes to accept, is those are some of our teachers. <laughs> some of our teachers in life are these lessons with the Mindy's, Mr. Superstars and Steve of the World, you know what I mean? And that's oh. That's just my two cents. Oh my goodness, it's just crazy over here. I've got some Martinez Mertz, Fred's Archie. Maybe barking. I guess that's that's the uh, sign that I'm going to have to get the hell out of here and take care of these damn dogs. Well, thank you guys for listening to this very lucha episode of Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I will be back here next week. I'm not sure if I'll be live, but um, just be here 3 p.m., 6 p.m., flash. <laughs> and if you're my secret society, make sure to go check out all the new updates on the page. Uh, and if you are my OnlyFans, same thing. I, I'm going to have some new content for you both pages today, so go check that out. Go to Shelly's links to get all of the links for that. And until next week, I'm Shelly from Kelly, and I'll be smelling you guys later. And guess what? I just want to say to whoever's listening right now, a, positive eyes, bitch. All right, I got to go. Bye.